If you're a small church considering streaming video, or perhaps you're already doing it, here are some things you need to know, next on the Church Solutions Podcast. Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil to... Thompson. Hi there. Uh, welcome again to the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson. Good to be with you again as we uh, do this podcast usually every week. I don't remember the episode number, but we've been doing this for a long time. We have a special guest today that we've had numerous times before. His name is Paul Allen Clifford. Paul, how are you? I'm doing well. Good to be back once again. Yeah, we've had you on quite a bit. The reason we have you on is, is uh, of all the guests we've had over the years, your hair is still longer than mine. Well, you know, it, it's a challenge, but uh, I've stepped up to the plate, and I think <laughs> I, I've accomplished it, at least for now. Yeah, you're doing well in that department. And uh, uh, so so it is good to have Paul with us. And, and, and uh, in case you don't know, Paul uh, is an author. He's he, he's a lecturer. He's he's a teacher. When I say teacher, he trains, helps train churches and ministries with tech stuff. Uh, and he's got a little quote that I love to say here. Helping churches leverage the power of 21st century media to spread the first century message. I like that. And uh, Paul writes articles, as I said, and has written books. And if you want to find out more about him, uh, you can go to trinitydigitalmedia.com, trinitydigitalmedia.com. That's his website. And he'll help you with lots of things. Pro Presenter is one of your specialties. What is it now? Pro Presenter 7? Is that what the latest one is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. they just released 7.4 yesterday. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And you can stream with that too, I guess. Right? Oh yeah. 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 We talked about that one time we had you on earlier. All right. So I'm going to let uh, my partner in crime, Steve Lacey, uh, you know, as I said, we don't throw softball questions here. We, we, we give our guests really hard questions to answer on this podcast. So Steve, what, what's the doozy of the day? <laughs> so you had written an article for church tech, da- church tech daily with regard to what's the uh, title of this, the article was small um, church, small churches that uh, small church live streaming, right? Is that yeah, what it small was? church live streaming. Okay. So um, Phil and I kind of go back and forth on this and, and we get this question a lot and it means different things to different people, but what is a small church? What's a medium church? What's a large church? We kind of agree on what's a mega church, but what is a small church? Who's well, this I audience? Think- I think it depends on the denomination. Like I consulted with uh, one of the more mainline denominations and they were saying, yeah, we'll even have some of our large churches there that have like a hundred, 150 people. (laughs) And I was thinking, okay, our definitions are a little bit different because some of their small churches had half a dozen, a dozen, just almost no one. Um, And they had, the reason we were consulting was the beginning of the pandemic and some of them didn't even have a sound system. So they were starting with nothing and trying to get to live streaming because they couldn't have anybody in their building. So, uh, so that's one end of the spectrum of what a small church is. But when I was writing this, I was thinking of like a church that has maybe a hundred or less people that, um, they 
want to do better than what they're doing. And right now, maybe their plan is, hey, someone has uh, an iPhone or an Android device and they just hold it up in the back of the room. Or maybe they've gone as far as having a webcam on a computer. But that's about it. And they just want to take next steps beyond just kind of the bare minimum. Okay. Well, that's. I think we're in the same kind of ballpark. We kind of put them in the same realm um, where a church of a hundred or so, I'm not sure what annual budgets look like, but they have some money. They have some paid staff, maybe a full, at least one full-time pastor. And uh, they have some funds for, you know, buying equipment, maybe not a lot, but, but there are some funds. So um, that's kind of the target audience. You're moving from, you know, somebody's phone to maybe a, a used camcorder or something like that, right? Is that, so what, what are some of the, the first steps that I want to take as I move from, you know, the streaming to Facebook live off my phone, or is it, is it looking at cameras? Is it looking at other equipment? Is it looking at different services? Where, where do I go first or where would I spend my first dollars? Well, well most important dollars. If you haven't already, the very first thing that I would absolutely recommend is getting better sound um, because sound is more important than video. So I say that and some people are thinking right now, no, I disagree. Sound is not better than video. Trust me, you have watched some really bad videos, you know, that were recorded 240 lines of resolution, you know, postage stamp size. And you've also turned off some videos that had beautiful video, but you couldn't quite make out the sound. And so that's exactly what I would recommend is start by getting good sound from your soundboard into your phone before you spend any other money. If it's a phone, if it's a computer into the computer, whatever. Yeah, or to a camera. So, yeah, yeah. I completely agree with that. That's something we admonish as well. And we, yes, uh, you can definitely put up with some jerky, crazy video, but if you can't get the message, you're you're out of there. So um, that is definitely true. So just, so just, and we have seen people that say, I'm going to, you know, I'm streaming my service. I've got my camera. It's in the back and I've got my sound coming from the microphone that's on the camera in the back and it's just you know when you're sitting in the it just can't hear what's going on mm-hmm. so you're saying get that sound from your soundboard and run it over to whatever is going to be feeding the stream right and that's a that's a, a typically a, a low or no dollar investment right yeah i mean even if you've got say an iPhone that doesn't have a uh, a microphone in jack anymore i think they got rid of them with the iPhone 7 so iPhone 7 or newer if you don't have a microphone jack you could get a uh, a device that will connect to the lightning port and do it that way and like you say that's a low dollar thing that's like $30 if you don't have $30 in your church budget skip Starbucks a few times this month <laughs> and you'll be there. I mean, it's not that expensive. All right. Okay. So, so I've got my sound figured out and where, what, what is the, 
you know, some of the next steps. I know at my home church, we started recording services before we started streaming them. And we actually just used my, uh, my home camcorder to do that. So there was no cost to the church. And when we started streaming, I think we were just moving into that. Is that, is investing in a camera the next step or how do I prioritize what I need to do here? Well, first off, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, um, I think first off, do make sure that you've got good lighting because keep in mind that God is much better at making eyes than we are. So what looks good in person with your eyes, even if you need glasses like, you know, Bill and I do, um, Steve, you might have contacts. I don't know. But even if you have glasses, you're, uh, yeah, uh, (laughs) you're, you're seeing a much better dynamic range than a camera is. And, uh, so that it's important to have good light and have it pointed correctly because it could be that it looks perfectly fine with the overhead can lights over your pastor in person. But then you put that on a cam, on a camera, camcorder, a phone, whatever, and you can't even see the eyes because there's like a shadow from the brow bone onto that person's eyes. So uh, I think that's the first thing that I would do after sound is make sure your light is good. It could be that it is, but it could be that it's not too. Yeah. And there's other things you can do. In that respect, with regard to lighting, I know we've had issues where um, our pastor will, will wear a, a tightly patterned shirt that looks, that glows and vibrates and does all kinds of crazy things when it's on camera. So those are just, you know, as you mentioned, um, you know, the God, the eyes God gave us are much better than the, than the eyes that we stick in the cameras. So yeah. along those same lines. Some of that is better with HD than it was with SD, but I used to tell everyone on stage, no black, no white, no tight patterns, and no red, because black, we had a black curtain, and if the lighting wasn't just right, they'd be just a floating head. Uh, No white, because if the light was too bright, then we'd have this glowing thing. Tight patterns, you mentioned it, they would move even when the person was standing perfectly still, it's called more. And then red sometimes would bleed off of them. So less of an issue with HD because we're getting better at things, but still not as good as God was when he made our eyes. So um, the, the basics of streaming. So if I'm, I'm one of the stream, there's some basic things I'm going to need. This is what we tell, you know, our potential ministries are, you're going to need a camera. So you, you can't stream without a camera and you can, you could use your phone, but we don't recommend it. Um, you need internet access to get the stream out of your facility and onto, you know, the internet. You need a provider, either a free provider through social or a provider like us through streamingchurch.tv. And um, you need a way to get the camera connected up to that internet. So, that's where encoders come in play and video capture devices and that sort of thing. So there's, there's a handful of basic things I'm going to need. Um, is the, is the strategy, if I'm a small church to, um, 
you know, try to optimize one or more of those areas? Or do I just, you know, just say I can afford, you know, 500 bucks and I'm going to spread it evenly or what's, what's your recommendation there? Yeah, I think that I would start with looking at what you have. So if what you have is a cell phone and someone is just holding it at the back of the room, I would probably, assuming the sound and lighting are good, I'd start with camera support, you know, put it on a good tripod. Um, If you are just barely able to live stream because you you thought, well, I've got 15 megabits per second. That's what my cable company says I have. And for some reason, you can't get above 360p. It could be that you need to go to speedtest.net or a similar service and see how much upload speed you have, because that's what matters for live streaming. 15 megabits is fine for web searching or whatever, but to send it to the internet, you need to have more bandwidth. You need uh, upload speed, right? I mean, yeah. these, these providers brag about the download speed. And, and while we're on the subject of speed test, uh, there's a difference. Uh, like I have Comcast, I guess it's Xfinity is for your home. Comcast is, mm-hmm. I think, commercial. But um, if you do speedtest.net, uh, at least for Comcast, they, they have a part of that or something. And my speed is always different almost always different using speedtest.net instead of speedof.me. We like speedof.me because it seems to me more accurate. It seems more reasonable where a lot of these providers, you're, you're, you're doing a speed test. It's going to their deal and their deals might be close by or might not have as much uh, uh, hops and jumps and everything. And uh, there's a difference. So I, I would, you know, I'm just jumping in here because it's what I do best. But I, I think that, you know, uh, looking at your upload speed is important and, and doing multiple speed tests. I would I would encourage people. Would you agree, Paul, that you should do a speed test probably every week right before you stream just to make sure things are good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I I have a company called Metronet here at my home office. And uh, they promise a gigabit per second in both directions. So normally I have no issues whatsoever. Well, earlier this week I was uploading a bunch of videos and I'm like, wow, this is, this isn't a very big video, but it seems to be taking several minutes. I've got a gigabit. What, what's that? And I looked and I, at that time I was getting maybe, uh, 10 megabits up. So that's, you know, one one hundredth of what I had gotten. So, you know, if you are on the edge as it is and you do a test and you find out, uh oh, we're we're way low today for whatever reason, then maybe it's better to put out a message and say, hey, we're going to upload this right after church or something like that, just to let people yeah. know that the expectation should be a little lower than maybe what they're used to. And we've had many conversations with um, people that say, I'm sending the stream and it looks terrible and it's buffering and it's skipping. And we're like, uh, well, typically that's your upload speed. No, upload's good. Like, okay, well, why, what is your upload? Because well, I, I, we get 50 gigabits, you know, 50 megabits per second up. So I'm like, well, that would be plenty. I go, just 
humor me and let's run a speed test. Nope, we're good. If we've got 50 meg, go just humor me. And we got, oh, wow, I've got 800K up. Well, I think we found your problem. So <laughs> it's not uncommon. Yeah, back in the day when I used to work for a company that I was on tech support, sometimes I'd say things like, okay, what we're going to do is we're just going to rule this out just to make sure that I could write that I checked it. So check it for me so that I can rule it out so that if anyone asks in the future, we know that we've done it and I have written down exactly what it was. And more than once I had someone say, oh, yeah, yeah, every that's not it. And then I said, just rule it out. And it was like, oh, yeah, it must have been the other guy from my company that did that. And earlier he'd said he was the only guy that worked for his company. So <laughs> like, oh, yeah, what other guy? All right. So, um, so we've talked a little bit about cameras and, um, so there's the encoder and we've talked about the internet piece of that. So that's, that's a, a must. You must have some good internet in order to stream some average internet in order to stream. Um, so there's encoders, there's hardware and software encoders, and then there's streaming providers. What, uh, where, if I'm a small church on a limited budget, how do I best make use of my dollars in, in those other areas? Well, I think it would depend on what camera you're using at that point, right? So if you've got um, if you've got a webcam, normally I don't recommend those. And in this article, I, I didn't. But since it came out, things are always changing. I did see on uh, in Church Production Magazine, they demoed a 4k webcam that had software built into it that it would behave like the mevo would so if you've got a 4k webcam that you're using to zoom in because that's the limitation of webcams they don't zoom very well then um, you've got to go with something software related if it's a hardware camera then you have a couple of choices you can either connect with an encoder that does both the capturing and then the preparing to send it online or you can capture it into a computer and have uh, software on the computer do that so i think i'd look at some of that and if you're thinking well i'll definitely use a computer but you don't have that computer yet I want you to reconsider that because I've found that uh, the encoders, you can get a low-end encoder that works perfectly fine for about the same money or maybe a little bit less. And you don't have to worry about the church going, since we're talking about small churches, oh, that perfectly good computer is not doing anything during the week. Let's take it and have someone else use it. Like the youth minister who promptly gets a malware all over it and now it doesn't work at all or someone who isn't all that tech savvy and they install something that just your encoder software doesn't like so i i always lean towards the hardware although it could be that you've got um, software that already does it like if you've got pro presenter 7 it already does the encoding so you wouldn't need anything special I remember we first got into this about 12 years ago. I didn't like hardware encoders, uh, but I've, I've really changed my mind on them 
the last uh, several years because I think they're a lot uh, they're a lot more stable and they're of course they've gone down in price some of them have anyhow and uh, so I, I don't have a problem with hardware encoders at all when I wrote a book I said you know I was more leaning towards software like vmix or Wirecast or OBS, those are software, but the hardware does definitely have an advantage in many cases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, if you need to do some switching, so you, the moment you add the second camera, then you'll need to have a way to go between cameras. If it's just a couple, three cameras, something like that, then maybe you do want to go with, uh, software like vmix on the windows side uh, wirecast on the mac side um, something like that because it can also switch uh, ProPresenter 7 can also do some basic switching or maybe you want to go with a hardware switcher now that um, black magic don't be uh, mad about the name but black magic has the mini and the mini pro which are just little four input video switchers that are perfect for live streaming because they also, well, the mini is also a capture card and the mini pro is also an encoder. So, you know, for three or $600 might be a lot for your church budget if you're a smaller church, but. And these are the ATEM mini, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that, okay. That's exactly the ones that I'm thinking of. ATEM. Yes, uh, I, I assume. Go ahead. I, how do you pronounce it? Is it ATEM or Adam or? I don't think I've ever actually heard anyone that actually knew how to say it, say it. Like the Wacom digital tablets. Everyone had a pronunciation and I finally heard someone from the company pronounce it. So I think he said oh, yeah. Wacom. It's like but... what you do with your dog, you Wacom. When, when they first came out, I thought they were ATMs, and so I was trying to get money out of out of one of them. It never worked. Yeah, so. yeah, they're they're kind of reverse. You put yeah. money into them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so the ATM Mini is four hundred dollars or so, something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all right. Yeah, that's the intro level one, and it has quite a lot of features. Um, it wouldn't be good for IMAG image magnification where you put video up on the screen at the same time but why is that well because it only has one HDMI output so it can only output one video signal and if you've ever used a video switcher you really want a preview you want to know what's coming before you actually put it up there in case something has changed and with the mini you can use that HDMI port to be a preview, or you can use it to be a program, you know, for um, the uh, iMag or recording or what have you, but not both at the same time, which is the limitation of the Mini, Mini Pro, and Mini ISO, is, or right. ISO, actually, I think. Okay. So, um, I know you didn't talk about it in the article, and I don't know if you... Um, are able to do this, but is there a is there a a minimum requirement or a minimum hardware or software set that you would recommend for a church? Do you have do you recommend certain products? Do you you know say I, I well you did talk about Blackmagic Atom Atom pennies? Is there a camera a 
what's a good combination that you would recommend for a church starting out? And what does that budget look like? Well, you know, it, it's changing all the time. Um, so by the time someone sees this, they'll probably go, well, what about the new? Well, it might not have existed when I was saying this. So keep that in mind. Um, but I I do really like the A10 Mini Pro, which is like $600 um, because it does so much. You can plug in with HDMI a couple of cameras right off the bat and uh, another HDMI from your worship software, you know, whether it's uh, ProPresenter or uh, Media Show. Media show. Or, um, I was trying to think of the Easy Worship. That's the other one I was trying to think of. Yeah. Or any of an, another number. And then you can get a very professional-looking... Um, live stream just using that one piece and uh, use the with the mini pro you have the ability to take that one hdmi output and it can be a multi-view so you can plug that into a tv or a monitor and see all your cameras and sources all at once and then live stream directly from it because it's got a, a an ethernet jack on the back and you can set that up and it just does everything and you could start with something like um, just camcorders, like, you know, a Canon Vixia or a similar uh, Panasonic or JVC, you know, something kind of consumerish just to start out with. But yeah. you've got that's... a zoom lens on that, and that's a lot more than a lot And the Vixias run 300 to 1,000, is that right, around there? Yeah, around there. Um, and you can get them used for even less. So right. you could probably get a used one for $100, $150, get a couple of those, and for less than $1,000, which might sound a lot like a lot to your church, but when you think about it over the course of two or three years, that's you know a couple $3 a day is what you're doing, and then you'll have a much better live stream than back in the day when you were just holding a phone at the back of the room. Mm -hmm. so. Hey, you guys didn't cover this, but uh, ethernet or Wi-Fi? Ethernet. Yeah. And no contest ethernet all the way. Even if you have to on Sunday mornings, run an ethernet cable down the hall from the church <laughs> office and into the tech booth and tape it down a couple of places, especially across doorways, et cetera. Whatever it takes, Ethernet is what you want. It's just so much more reliable. It's not even close. Yeah. All right. And it, yeah. another thing we recommend for churches that are on the borderline for their internet upload is to either, you know, turn off their guest Wi-Fi or password protects their Wi-Fi because there could be a bunch of people, you know, watching Sunday morning football in the, you know, in the aisles and, and chewing up all your bandwidth while they're there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And you never know when there's some uh, well-meaning uh, teen that decides they're going to put it up on Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And maybe that would get you some more notice 
But if at the same time you don't have any bandwidth for your live stream, you know, uh, then that's going to be a, an issue. I, I call that internet atrophy. Uh, I've, nobody's ever used that term, even the professionals, but I think I've, I'm going to copyright it. Uh, internet atrophy, because it, it will shrink. Your bandwidth will shrink when you have lots of people mm -hmm. on it, right? Yeah, it absolutely does. Okay. You know, that's why yeah. sometimes people will say, oh, it, we keep testing it out through the week and it works great. Then people get here on Sunday morning and we have problems. Really? Yeah. Let's, yep. let's that's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Steve, we're out of time. You got a quick question for him that he can that oh, he can answer in 10 seconds? <laughs> in 10 seconds. This is going to be longer than that, but uh, I, you know, the last component would be you need a host, right? You need... You can either stream to Facebook, YouTube, and there's pros and cons there, or you can stream to um, you know, a myriad of companies, including ours. Um, so is there any particular advice there? Yeah, I, I think sometimes it's a hard sell to churches to think, well, I can do this for free or I could pay someone. And you guys aren't paying me. This is, no one's paying me to say this. I think that's very short-sighted. First off, I don't know that it's true, but it feels true to me that Facebook seems like they're moving fast and breaking things on Sundays, not so much during the week. So the live stream just quits working. And YouTube, they decide that they don't like something and all of a sudden your live stream quits working. So at a bare minimum, if you had a company that would send to both places at the same time, they could at least be a backup and you have someone to call if something is wrong, which is huge in my opinion, you know, unless you've yeah. got someone that that's their thing, they do live streaming through the week for big events, then maybe they can handle it, but most churches don't. So it's worth, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever, in my opinion, to do that per month. Yeah. Do you know any companies that uh, provide? I, it seems like there's some uh, a streaming church yeah, no no streaming church stream, streaming church streaming maybe, church maybe, yeah don't don't maybe, get it mixed up maybe all someone right. like that could help <laughs> all right we're, we're out of time uh so we've been talking with paul allen clifford and and the article uh, he's written lots of different articles but we've been talking about a small church live streaming and you can see that on church tech today or you can go to paul's website which is trinity digital media.com and if people want to reach out to you, that's they could go there and contact you, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go there or my other site, uh, Church Tech U, short for University, churchtechu.com. Either of those places will uh, take you there. Well, if I've been there, Church Tech U, I have to check that out. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's where yeah. I do. Uh, it's my online church tech training community where I help yeah. churches know all about uh Pro presenter and live streaming, and then some of the other things, social media, all that fun jazz. Yeah, good stuff. And you're you're on Facebook too. You you have a, uh, mm -hmm. is it uh, what's it called? Church streaming? Uh, is it what's yeah, it on? What's church it called? Live streaming. Church uh, live so streaming. Yeah. Okay. Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/church/live/streaming. Uh, okay. Yeah. Which is yeah. Group that does all the live streaming stuff, which is what we've talked about. Yeah. All right. Good. See, we're plugging you, Paul. We're plugging we you. 
just like I plugged you just a second ago. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Look, we're having fun here, but we need to go. Uh, your, your time is valuable and we do appreciate you, Paul. And, uh, I hope that you have a great, uh, Christmas, uh, and a, and a great new year. And, uh, hopefully we'll talk to you sometime in 2021. Yep. Uh, I hope so too. I hope all this COVID stuff is a distant memory sooner rather than later. Oh boy. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. All right. And, uh, Steve, thank you very much for your input today. Glad to be here. All righty. Well, I'm Phil Thompson. And for all of us here at streamingchurch.tv, thank you for uh, watching and listening to the church solutions podcast. Please take care of yourselves. We'll catch you again next time. Adios. Adios.